Good morning, Isaac. It's good to be with you again with uh, Woods in the Word getting coffee. I've got my Braves Cup today to celebrate their recent victories over the uh, despicable Metropolitans. And I've uh, got my Bible here, so I'm ready to go. How about you? I'm in a good spot. Got the tried and true black cup, but definitely appreciate your coffee mug this morning. <laughs> Absolutely. We do like our baseball. Well, uh, I've got good news uh, today in the book of James. Uh, we're going to shift to an easier topic. I mean, we've been talking about how to uh, have joy in the midst of trials and and difficulties in life. And, and then uh, last week, we looked at the dangers of temptation and how they come from within. Uh, so let's, uh, let's talk about an easier topic today. Let's just talk about our obedience. So easy. <laughs> yeah, I think we, uh, we should be able to wrap that up in no time. Uh, but James is going to talk to us here in verses 19 through 27, the end of chapter one, about uh, the importance of living out your faith. So he starts out with some really uh, important instruction, uh, challenging instruction for us. Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror, for he looks at himself and goes away at once, forgets what he looks like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. If anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction, and to keep oneself unstained from the world. What uh, what kind of jumps at you as you uh, hear that in that easy instruction to just obey, just do what you believe? I mean, this really is just kind of the Nike passage, right? Just do it. Um, you know, before we get into the the doer doing versus hearing, um, which is obviously going to take up a lot of our time this morning, just kind of as a transition, you mentioned we spent time talking about. Um, trials. And then last week, we were talking about temptations. And a lot of that uh, conversation was focused on this, you know, don't just focus on not doing the bad, but you've got to fill yourself with his good uh, as a replacement. And I just want to call out that we weren't just making that up. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a great transition verse here um, early on in our passage today in James 1 21, where he's talking about so he's transitioning to the doing of the word, right? So you're right. being tempted, but you should be doing good. Um, and we do that by slowing down. But then he says in verse 21, therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness. So that's the stop doing the bad, right? But it doesn't right. stop there. It's not just stop doing the bad. And, and as we talked about last week in the temptation world, sometimes we can just get focused on that half. But he says, Put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. And so it's 
don't just focus on not doing bad. It's at the same time, focus on God and who he is and what he's put inside of you, which is his spirit. Um, and he's got things for you to do. So as we step into this conversation this week on doing of the things, right, he's got things for you to do. Um, they are not the filthiness and rampant wickedness that our, our flesh is drawn to. Um, but our only hope in conquering that is if we do focus on doing what he does want us to do. Right. And I love that, that word where he says, receive with meekness, the implanted word, or another translation might say the embedded word that, that word, uh, James is the only person in the new Testament to use that word. He only uses it here. Uh, so it's the only use in the new Testament, but it, it means positioned to grow. And so the word of God received into your life is then positioned to grow in and through your life to enable you to do this thing that we're talking about called obedience. Um, but let's back up a minute and let's make sure we see what the goal is here. Because um, he tells us that uh, there's a way that we should act, and that is to be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Uh, for the um, anger... I think that is the most difficult verse in the Bible. It's certainly one of the one of the top ones. A lot of verses in the Bible, but there's none of us that are great at executing this verse. No. Um, maybe we fall at different places on it, but like quick to hear, so to slow to speak, slow to anger, whether you're in the church or outside of the church, we all struggle with this. And I think uh, I don't know that it's more so now than in the past. Like everyone's always struggled with this verse. Which right. is why he tells why he's addressing it. There's a reason he wrote it 20 centuries ago because people were having a hard time with it then. Mm -hmm. And regardless of how well you might think you do it, I bet you could be quicker to listen than you are. I bet you could be a little slower to speak and certainly a little slower to move towards anger. We all have a way to grow there. But he says the anger of God does not produce the righteousness or the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. He reminds us of what the goal is here. Our goal is to live in a way that represents and shows the righteousness of God. That's our goal. And therefore, if we remember that and remember that this is not a religious righteousness that is man-made, uh, the best example of that were the Pharisees of Jesus's day who followed the law uh, to the T, but Jesus told his followers, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you won't even see heaven. You won't see the kingdom of God because you'll be wrapped up in the man-made externals of religion. You might be really good at religion, but miss the relationship with Christ a hundred miles. And so the righteousness of God is only available through a relationship with Jesus Christ, because it's his righteousness given to us and lived out through us. And, and so in order to experience that, what James is saying here is, hey, you got to slow down. Uh, and you got to focus on your relationship with God, because apart from that, you're going to think you're the answer to, to mankind's problems, and you're going, to, you're going to be quick to speak 
because you think you have all the answers and you're gonna be slow to listen because nobody else has the answers like you have them. And when people don't agree with you, you're gonna get angry. And that's the unrighteousness of man showing through. But James says there's a better way. Well, he said the, Phar- the, Pharisees, the Pharisees are a really good example of that, um, that righteousness of man. I think we got a lot of really good examples of that today. Um, yeah, and absolutely. Specifically in the church, right? Yeah. Um, where we get so focused, and this is, it ties into verse 21. We get so focused on the do not do list, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. That we forget or pay attention to, or don't pay attention to, or neglect the the do list, uh, what God calls us to do. But But then as soon as you make that statement, then people jump to the other side of this. And this is why I think 21 is so important. Because you could just read 19 and t- your takeaway could be, well, don't ever tell anybody that what they do is wrong. Right. Right. But yeah. 21 is key because there is the step of putting away the sin. Right. right. It's not you have to just, deal with it. Yes. It's not just live in the filthiness and rampant wickedness of what your, what your heart desires. Um, it is receive the meekness from the implanted word. So there is a way. It's God's way. It's God's righteousness. But the only way through it, the only way to it is through him, not through rules and regulations. Absolutely. It doesn't mean that there aren't. It's not just anarchy. Right. Like right. Uh, God's way will produce his righteousness in you. Right. Right. Um, so just an important call out that we, we do a pretty good job of playing the Pharisees part today. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean that there's just that any way you want to live is okay and right. Like, no. like there is, there is God's way is in the middle there. Um, yes. Both yeah. Because you're putting spectrum. away, you're putting away the world's way and you're putting on, you're receiving with meekness that, ref, that refers to a bowed knee. That's a humility, a, a position of humility a position of strength, but a strength that's being controlled uh, by the Spirit of God. Uh, so asking the Spirit of God to slow us down and then to grow us through his word. So the goal here is the righteousness of God. Our guide to get to that righteousness is the word of God, the implanted word, which is able to save your souls not only to save your soul, but to grow and to develop your soul. You know, our, our salvation has three tenses. We have been saved. We are being saved. That's the sanctification process that we're living out that James is talking about. And one day we will be saved, gloriously perfected in heaven. Um, but he says that our intent is to live out the righteousness of God, allow him to live that through us. Uh, that requires the instruction of the word of God, uh, but then that's got to lead to obedience. Obedience has to flow out of the instruction that we receive in the word of God, if indeed the righteousness of God is our goal. So let's talk for a moment about you know, what he's referring to here is the word of God. I think, you know, growing up in the church, I always, I would stop at just scripture. And obviously scripture is the word of God, right? Um, right. So there's instruction in this book on how to live. And so uh, you should do that. 
But I, I personally, I think there's an, an, an when he says be doers of the word, there's an additional step that I don't know that we talk about a lot. And that's the day-to-day interaction with God through Jesus. That mm. like he, the things that he tells you to do today, the, the, the nudges that you feel inside, the little promptings that you feel that are specific to your life and your day. So whereas scripture is, um, speaks to us at our at our core who we are in our relationship to god and things to do and things not to do it's those little nudges those little promptings day to day that if we just stop at i need to do what the scripture says i think i think it's a lost art and art might not be the right word a lost practice in the church today of responding to god monday through Saturday outside of, even if you've got your quiet time, you've got 30 minutes or an hour carved out every morning to be in his word. That's important. That's good. It's such a source of wisdom for us. But then you go out and it's those, it's the day to day feeling a prompting of, Hey, go talk to that person. Hey, send that note. Hey, don't do that. Hey, instead of that, do this. Like those are the word of God speaking to us. And that's when I read this passage, that those are the interactions that I think of. That if I can faithfully respond to those promptings and actually start doing what the word of God through Jesus in my life is prompting me to do, that's when my life changes. Like that's like it's not just and I think that's the hearer of the word, the doer of the word. Very much so. Yes. You go to church and hear someone preach a great sermon. You've heard the word. You can read the Bible and hear the word. The act of reading your Bible is a do, right? The right. doing, that's yeah. a response of like, hey, I need to read the Bible more. But then what you read, that's just hearing. That's hearing. The doing is the executing of it in the day-to-day life, having God interact with your life. Right. So we've got the written word of God, which is living and active, the scripture says. So we can get those promptings from the reading of the word by the spirit of God who dwells within us. But also Christ is the living word. Uh, You know, the word for word is logos. And it's the same word, whether it's talking about the written word or when it's a capital W, it's talking about the word made flesh, Jesus Christ. Uh, and so you're exactly right. These promptings uh, that either we get from the word or the word uh, as we live, as we go, because sometimes what you're prompted by is you remember a verse of scripture that tells you what to do in a certain situation. Um, but that's why he immediately says, once you've received this implanted word that's going to grow within you, then live it out. Be a doer of the word, not a hearer only, because if you only hear, you're deceiving yourself. You're making yourself think that you've arrived when you haven't arrived, because you arrive through obedience. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man who looks intently at his natural face in the mirror. Uh, I mean, think of think of what you look like first thing in the morning when you get your eyes open and look into the mirror. Well, if, if that was the last time you thought about what you look like and you went out to greet the world without making any adjustments based on the information received, you're probably going to scare a lot of people. We all would. And, um, 
And so you have to take attention. You have to act upon what you see, what you act upon, what you know, the information that you hear or that you receive from a mirror needs some attention. Um, but the one who looks into this word and here and now it's described as the perfect law, the perfect law of liberty. So it's, it's God's trusted holy word that brings freedom to our life. So now freedom is a, an outcome, a benefit of obeying the word of God, the obedience that we bring to him, which the scripture tells us we do because we love him, because of all that he has done for us. Um, then as we live out this law of liberty, we look at it, and then we are not just a hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. So the blessings of God are promised here, but again, in the context of our obedience. Um, and so blessing and freedom, which is a blessing from God, all flow from our ability to do what we hear God do, which he and just, wants us to do. There's so many of us that we're all doing a lot. Oh, yeah. Internets, right. Every, I mean, everything, every decision you make is your choice to do something. Right. right. Whether it's, a, it's an approach to a conversation or an, a, a physical action or just we're, we're doing a lot. And so, you know, think back on just the last 24 hours of your life and how many of your decisions were impacted, affected or influenced at all by a thought of God. Hmm. Right. Like. Right. Like he's saying, do the word, do what God is drawing you to do. If you're not thinking of God, if you're making a decision and you don't think about God at all in the process, you're not responding to his word. You're not responding to his promptings. And so like a, a great takeaway to try to try to execute on being a doer of his word and not just a hearer of his word is to simply think about him as you're making decisions. If, you, mm -hmm. if you're making a decision, just start trying to think of, you know, what, what's God's opinion here? What would God, how would God want me to approach this? And I can tell you, if you get to where you do that often, you're start, you will start to feel <laughs> fairly convincing promptings on one way or the other. Right. Yeah. Because he does care about your life and he has a plan and a purpose for it. And he wants you to move along that path as opposed to a path that would lead you in the opposite direction. So but then the hard right. thing is to then respond and do what you feel right. prompted. Because it's so easy for us to kind of quench that, brush it aside and say, no, I, I, nope, I, this is the other way. This is the other way I want to go. And then we go and then God, God doesn't force himself on us. Nope. Like it, that'll stay. And then we'll, we'll either reap repercussions or just not experience the joy and the fulfillment of following him, the blessings in our doing, we just won't experience those. And then we'll get off and, and you get used to making those decisions. If you get used to brushing that prompting aside, it becomes more quieter and quieter and harder for you to notice. And eventually you get to where you don't hear it anymore. Well, um, and your life gets noisier and noisier in the process. And, and then and, you're not living out of faith. Faith yeah. is belief in action. It's like the difference between knowledge and wisdom. And we talk about James being a book of wisdom of how we use this Very in our life. So. Like, you can have knowledge. You can know a lot. But if right. it doesn't affect your life and if you don't make decisions based on that knowledge, it's not wisdom. 
Wisdom is how do I take knowledge and execute it in life? And that's what faith is. Faith is how do I take a belief and execute it in my life? Actually make decisions that are influenced on my belief in God. You right. can, the demons believe in God. They believe right. in, a, in a more more concrete sense than we do because they experience it. They know it to be right. true. And they, they don't have faith. They, they fear it. They, they at least right. understand that much. Well, and so he gives this warning again. If anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, he takes us back to what he said at the very beginning of this thought. Be slow to speak. Okay, listen first, because you might not know everything. You might not have all the information you need from which to speak. Uh, but if you think you're religious, that means you think you've got all the answers from man's pursuit of God. And you don't bridle your tongue. You're deceiving your heart. Your religion is worthless. He doesn't bat around about that. He doesn't pull any punches. It's worthless religion. Because you think you've got all the answers. You're not teachable. You're not listening. You need to slow down and listen and ask him to implant his word in you and grow it and show you what you should do. Uh, but there will be doing involved. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God is this to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself abstained, uh, unstained from the world. So uh, it's very interesting um, that religion is active. Uh, true religion is to go. That's the great commission, right? Go into all the world. Here it's to visit orphans and widows. Go see them. If, if uh, the prompting of God is leading you to go somewhere, it's probably the right thing to do. Step into it. Go and experience what God has for you by being present with someone who has a need. And he'll show you how to meet that need and how to help them. In the process of that, keep yourself unstained from the world. Remember the pursuit of God's righteousness is your goal. And so as you continue to remind us, there are things that you've got to put off, the filthiness and rampant wickedness. You've got to put that off. So keep yourself unstained from the world, uh, but fill that void with, with living out your faith and doing what God's called you to do. And what God has called you to do will lead to taking care of those in need. Like that's, that's, he calls out visit orphans and widows in their affliction. Um, so it's not necessarily like there's always going to be affliction. Um, and that's where God's people should be. Um, is there helping provide, um, help, relief, wisdom, and, and God's righteousness to those in affliction? Um, it's always going to be there, and that's where we should be. Um, but also, there's always two sides to it. Like you want to be there in it, but not being um, stained by the world. So it's not taking the world's views and shaping God into them. It's taking God to the world. There's so much affliction in the world, right? so much pain, so much suffering. God and who he is, is designed to bring us peace and rest. 
in that affliction. And so it's taking our God to the world, not shaping our God to the world. Right. No, very good point. And again, his promise here is that his blessings and his liberty, his freedom will flow in the direction of obedience. Those who are actually out doing the word, serving, serving the poor, helping them see the light of the love of God, um, that is the blessed life. That's the life you've always been looking for, my friend. Uh, and it's available to you, and it is found only through the pursuit of God's righteousness through Christ, who will enable you and empower you for the mission that he has for you. So don't just be a hearer of the word, but be a doer of the word. Go out and live for him. Listen to him. Slow down so that you can hear from him. Listen and then act as he grows you through his word, as he deepens you in his truth, live that out and you'll experience the abundant, blessed, fruitful, fulfilling life that he has for you. Go do it. Absolutely. Ask God to show you what to do and then spend a day trying to say yes to every prompting that you have and then just see what the results of that day are. Um, and, and I can tell you it'll be blessed. It will be. Absolutely. And and start small. You don't have to go to Africa tomorrow and change the world. Do the one little thing you know he wants you to do. A string of little yeses in the right direction will lead you places far beyond what you could ask or imagine. I think that's in the book somewhere that it probably <laughs> So live it out, and, and, and the joy and peace and fulfillment of Christ await the faithful doer of the word. God bless you as you do. See you next week. All right. Go Braves. Mm -hmm. <laughs>